Become more connected. Control your environment so that you have the availability to get the free things from nature so that you do not have to offset it with food. You know, and that that's so key that, you know, always believe in the sunrise and the sunset, right? Just really bathing in sunrise and sunset to start or to fuel our circadian biology. But you're saying all the way throughout the day, the five minutes here, five minutes there, and then taking right. down the sunglasses, which it's a blurry world for me, Jack. Well, that'll change because... <laughs> Here's the thing, Anna, and I've written blogs on this, and I don't want to get into it too much, but can you actually fix your eyesight? 10, 10 12 years ago when I was really big, uh, my eyesight was negative 7 point, I should say 6.75 diopters. Today it's negative 4.25. Why? Because I embrace UV light. You, both, you know and I know that if I told an ophthalmologist that, they would be like crazy for two reasons. A, they'd say UV light cannot improve myopia. Well, here's the thing. They believe that your, your, um, your lens blocks all frequencies of UV. Well, that's part of the reason I carry this around with me in my bag. This is a UV light. And anytime I see a doctor, I shine this on their retina, and you know what they see? They see fluorescence back on the retina. I said, why would you see fluorescence if the lens blocks it all? See, this is what you call a 30-second biohack to blow a doctor out the water. Mm. When they see that, they go, hmm. And I said, see, everything you were told, you have to start to question. And I explained to them, in the, in the lens, this is probably something you've forgotten from medical school, there's a thing called the hyloid canal. It goes from the, the lens all the way to the retina. Bisects right through. It's an open canal. You remember, light doesn't need a big area to get in. That connection still exists in everybody's eye. But see, the ophthalmologists don't realize this. And the real problem is when we go and have somebody who's got a cataract from blue light, which is the most common thing, ophthalmologists tell you it's UV light, they take it out and they put a UV blocking lens in. That means you can't get any UV light in. So you have to realize in their own literature, it's known that after you have a lens implanted, for a cataract surgery that people tend to get sicker, especially people who have metabolic syndrome and who have metabolic diseases. Why is that? What did I say to you earlier in this podcast? Anything that affects the central retinal pathways affects growth and metabolism. Here's the point. Think about what I just said. That means light controls food, not what we believe. And see, that's what makes me really, really difficult for the food gurus to deal with because Light is a huge controller. Everybody seems to know about it when we deal with plants because we know that plants really is a photosynthetic issue, but people don't realize it's actually an issue with us too. Well, and I want to emphasize what you said before to really bring it home to our hormonal right, aspects, our, our hormonal biology, and especially as we're getting older, but our youth are being affected by this um, UVB lights in that it creates this hypopituitary, hypopituitaryism or, or low production of our hormones. And we're seeing young men well, with low testosterone. Not UVB light, it's blue light that does it. Blue light is what causes um, the pituitary to shut down because it's overstimulating. So it drains down the pituitary. There's actually a syndrome 
in Japan called the celibacy syndrome. And if ever, anybody doesn't know about it, Google it. It's very simple. All the kids in, in the Far East who are totally addicted to these things here, the cell phones and their cameras, they have such blue light toxicity that it turns off their sex steroid hormones and they don't want to have sex anymore. It's, it's actually been documented. Oh, I believe that. You know, we look at that with low testosterone with, you know, that dopamine drive. So using energy, using ATP, we think, okay, well, that's it. It's, it's being spent on, you know, dopamine. It's being spent, your ATP, your energy is being spent on that way. So you're not producing your sex steroids. But here you're saying no, it's... You're, you're overproducing them so that your pituitary begins to fatigue and it can't make it back. Here's the other part of the story that people miss. Dopamine is made by UV light. There's a thing in our eye called the RPE that has dense core granules. What people don't understand is dopamine, melatonin, serotonin, and melanin are all biogenic amines. They are made by aromatic amino acids. Aromatic amino acids all absorb UV light. So guess what the regeneration program is in your eye and your brain? It's actually UV and IR light. And this is the things that we're avoiding. So here we have created a world where blue is in everything, it shuts us down, and we can't regenerate anything. So let me give you the key take-home for the celibacy syndrome, because I'm sure there's tons of moms who have kids that are listening to this. If you give your kid an iPhone or an iPad, in my opinion, that is equivalent to taking your child out in the middle of Walmart and kicking the shit out of them. Wow. That's... Okay? And I'm saying it. Okay? Now I'm going to show you why. When you Google this celibacy syndrome and you learn about it, you're going to find out that not only the kids have no sex steroid hormones and have no drive to sex, but they're all myopic, meaning they're all nearsighted. And that's the reason why kids in the Far East, in the 1960s, only about 40 to 50% were. Today, it's 96%. So here's what you need to understand. When you become myopic, what are you doing? You alter the light frequencies that go through your lens into your retina that drives these central retinal pathways. So it gets worse and worse and worse. What do we now know from another researcher uh, who's at the University of Wisconsin? His name is Doug Wallace. We know that when you have an altered light frequency, it leads to something called mitochondrial heteroplasmy. You don't have to remember the fancy terms. I'll explain to you what it means. The more heteroplasm you have, the worse your mitochondria work. The worse your mitochondria work on a percentage basis in every cell, just so everybody's clear, every cell has about 3,600 to 10,000 mitochondria. So the worse they work, it changes the disease phenotype you get. So for example, low sex steroid hormones is the first train stop in the story. Myopia is stop two. Then we have glaucoma. Then we have um, uh, macular degeneration. Eventually, you get to neurodegeneration. You got heart disease thrown in there. In other words, all diseases, all Neolithic diseases are caused by an elevated amount of heteroplasmy in the cell, meaning your mitochondria get worse, the disease changes. This concept is so foreign to most physicians because they don't go back and read the basic science. And this guy, Dr. Wallace, I kid you not, he, for, for you, Anna, you'll be very interested. He is the guy that figured out that we only inherit mitochondrial DNA from our mothers. This guy is this close to a Nobel Prize, but he's missing some of the key information that we've already talked about, which is Pollock's work with water. 
And I think when he understands that ATP is not the main driver of biochemistry, but light and water is, that's when uh, things are going to get really interesting. And the key point that I want to make to your listeners is that most of the things that Anna and I are talking about right now, you take the terms, put them in a Google box, and look, you're going to see that they're there. The difference is there's not a lot of people out there connecting the dots for you. Me and Anna both know you're not doctors, but here's the, the irony. She knows and I know this. Doctors who are listening to this don't even know this. And see, that means that we're on level playing field. So once you realize how these processes work in your body, everybody, and I was one of these people, you know, 12 years ago, told me that if I wanted to lose weight and get optimal, that I needed to eat, eat less and exercise more, I found through all these processes that we're talking about right now that I could eat more and exercise less if I acted more like the Sphinx. Mm. When I did my original biohack, did I believe what I just told you now? Not at all. Why? Because I was a conventional wisdom allopathic doctor. But here's the cool part. I realized that I did everything my profession told me to do to try to lose the weight and I kept failing. So I remember this little voice in my head that I learned when I was in third grade from my teacher said, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you fail, that's the definition of insanity. And it goes back to a guy named Einstein. He's the one who said it. And it turns out that Einstein, Da Vinci and Michelangelo are the three guys that are my mentors. Mm. And I started to think about this and I said, you know, Maybe the problem is the way I'm thinking about disease generation and I need to erase what I believe and then try something completely different. And that's fundamentally what I did. And I realized that light, water, and magnetism were the key missing pieces in biology. Well, Mighty Maca Plus is a superfood combination of powerful ingredients that really help give you energy, stamina, and not only that, it tastes good. So many people report reducing hot flashes, increased energy, better workouts. We have Olympic athletes as well as, you know, young adults, sport teams who are committed to drinking Mighty Maca. Let me tell you, this has been the one supplement that I recommend for my patients almost 90, over 90% of the time. I give you a 100% money back guarantee and it is just fabulous. So check it out at dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order. That's when, I, that's when I came up with the leptin prescription, cold thermogenesis, and started writing my blog and I wrote a book about it. Now, in the beginning, did I tell anybody that the leptin prescription fundamentally was tied to light? No, I didn't. Why? As you guys are probably finding out right now, how we're talking about, all these little details are pretty complex. So I didn't want to lose people at hello, okay? Um, so what I decided to do is give them something that they could wrap their heads around and say, okay, this makes some sense to me. Um, cold thermogenesis, very simple. Using cold temperatures, it's the same thing a leaf does. If you could see my tree right outside my house on Bourbon Street, I have a magnolia tree. Magnolia trees are designed to live in subtropical zones. You know, they have big leaves and leaves angle down. That's how, and when I say like this, they angle like this. The reason why the sun here is so strong the angle of inclination cools the leaf. There's only two ways a leaf can cool. 
angle of inclination and these stomatal openings that release water on the leaf. You have them too. They're called apocrine sweat glands. Mm -hmm. That's how you cool your surface, okay? That's the reason chimps have hair and why we don't. We've changed our glands to sweat glands to cool our surface because we have frontal lobes that chimps don't have that are loaded with dopamine that need UV light to make this. So the more you cool, the more UV light you absorb. So when you begin to understand all these things, when I said to you, be like the Sphinx, go outside, I'll show you another practical trip. Anytime you're in the sun, here's one of the big modern mismatches. These are my shoes. I don't own a pair of shoes that have rubber on the bottom. I want you to think common sense. Why? Because the right. earth, exactly, the earth is an anode. It releases free electrons. Your feet are designed to be connected to it so that you can absorb more UV light here in the eye clock and the eye camera, but also on your skin, assuming that it's exposed. That's why I always tell my members, think about the Sphinx every morning. Do what the Sphinx does, and this is where to begin to make some sense to your ladies who are overweight. And it's very, very easy to understand obesity from my perspective. Your mitochondria have an input. It's called electron chain transport. So let's just stop there. Electrons, okay? Forget about proteins. Forget about carbohydrates. Forget about fats, okay? The output of mitochondria is oxygen. Everybody knows about that. We breathe it. So the more electrons you put in and the more oxygen you have, the faster electrons flow down that chain. Here's the key thing. This guy that you heard me mention before, named Einstein, came up with this thing called a photoelectric effect. What does that mean? It means light can turn to electrons and electrons can turn to photons, okay? So the more light you assimilate through your surfaces, the more electrons you provide to your mitochondria. The more electrons you provide to your mitochondria, the less food you have to eat. Why do you want no shoes on or leather shoes because leather transmit electrons, you get more free electrons here. So in other words, that's the snack that you want to eat six, seven, eight times a day. The sun is the other snack, not the grapes, not the crackers, not the apples. You start doing this and you'll start to notice within probably six, I, I tell you six weeks to about 12 weeks, all of a sudden your cravings go completely away and you're eating one meal a day. Why is the one meal a day important? There's this thing that Anna has probably told you all about numerous times called intermittent fasting. Fancy name for I don't eat that much. Why is that important? Guess how you recycle mitochondria. You can do it through exercise, but what's the best way? Eating one meal a day, fasting. Okay, That's one of the easiest ways to do it. Does it cost you anything to do? Nope. All you have to do is act like the Sphinx. Why does ketosis or fats work in this whole program we're talking about? Very simple. Again, you don't have to know a lot about chemistry. That's the best part of the practical applications. When you eat one, say, mole, that's what we call it in chemistry, of glucose, and eat one mole of fat, Anna will tell you, the glucose gives you 36 ATP. One mole of fat gives you 147. So third grade math, which one's better? Mm. Got it? You get more electrons from fat than you do from carbohydrates. So that's why ketosis helps you. But here's the key. 
when you begin to understand what I just said, you're going to say, wait a minute, if I'm more sphinx-like, do I really need to eat ketogenic constantly? The answer is going to be no if you're more connected to the sun and the ground. But here's the problem. Most of your modern life is built around beliefs and around jobs and around family that disconnect you from that. So guess what the take-home message is? Become more connected. Control your environment so that you have the availability to get the free things from nature so that you do not have to offset it with food. Because all food gives us is electrons to run our programs when we're disconnected. It's built in. People think that food is really fundamental. I always point this out to people. That's why my tree is one of my best teaching partners. We sit in my, my purple rocking chairs out there, and I say to all my members that come visit me, I said, tell me how much that tree eats. I said, you want to hear something else that's funny? The wood in that tree is made out of thin air. Light, water, and carbon dioxide form wood. Guess what? The matter in you is formed exactly the same way. Mm. You are formed out of the same things. The difference is you don't understand how the process works. The middleman in us is that mitochondria. The, the input and the output happens to be light and it happens to be oxygen. And once you understand how growth and metabolism really works, this is why I tell everybody, it's a light first story. I think that those are huge points and how we're living our life and we're connected more to outside and then doing what we can protecting ourselves inside, right? So close on inside, off outside and, and um, exposing our, our windows to the soul, right? Our eyes, exposing our eyes to the sunlight. And, um, but you know, a few for ladies who listen to this too, I just told the girls on my site this, and you'll be interested in hearing this. Even if you're a mom, one piece or two piece, I'd rather you go with two piece, but they now make a UV bathing suit for men and women that actually allows the light to go too. So technically you're covered, but the sun still gets you. Um, based on where you live, because I, I don't want you to get a toxic dose of the sun. That's why I would tell you about the D-Minder app. If you play with it for like two or three days, you're going to figure out very quickly how much sun you need to get. The key point that I want to make to people is that the morning sun for growth and metabolism, especially if you're overweight, have an autoimmune condition, or have a serious disease that you're trying to fix, the AM sun is irreplaceable. Let me say that again. There is no way around that fact, okay? Mm -hmm. So that means when that sun rises, wherever you are, you need to be up looking at that sun for a period of time because that sets the circadian clock in your eye. That's how the whole program starts. Then as much as you can get, after that, that's, that's what I call lanyard. That's what we call it here in Louisiana. When you get that little extra, um, it's a nice thing. Uh, you change your shoes. Just go find yourself a place to get you know, shoes. I just did this yesterday. I bought a brand new pair of shoes. And my, my cobbler always laughs at me. I bring these shoes in. He says, Doc, because you're the only guy that brings me shoes in and takes off the rubber soles and puts leather ones on. And he knows why I do it. Other people won't go to that extreme. And I'm like, look, when you spend a great part of your life in an operating room around xenon bulbs and, and halogen bulbs and fake light and do what I do, that was part of the reason I got to be 360 pounds 10 to 12 years ago. And that was a very counterintuitive point 
for me then, it's probably a counterintuitive point for many of you listening to this now, but when you understand why I do what I do and you start putting this together, you go, well, this makes sense because I've been on every diet known to man and nothing works. Because it's not a food story. It's a light story. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is. <music>